If you're a woman over 40 dealing with hot flashes, insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, or weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. The experts at Midi Health know all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes of menopause. And Midi can help with safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome. It's another edition of Haberman and Middlecoff. I'm Guy. That's John. And you might be watching this live on YouTube, listening to it after the fact on the podcast or watching it after the fact on YouTube, however you consume. Good to have you. Good to be heard. Good to be seen. Uh, you can check out the podcast if you're watching the YouTube down in the description below. You can check out the YouTube if you're listening to the podcast in the show notes as well. And uh, if you uh, ever saunter over to YouTube, holler at your boys just by uh, hitting that like button and subscribing to the channel. Half of you watching this video are not subscribed. That's what the data tells us. Uh, we also know your social security numbers. But um, hit that subscribe button. Thank you very much. If you ever have someone run your credit, you get, I have had a bombardment of spam calls today that had to be like a, uh, some of our, the biggest wars in the history of this world must have felt like. I mean, it's every 10 seconds I look down and it's a call getting text messages about refinances, about credit. It's just they're coming from all angles of the financial world, all because your boy's credit was run and it, it, it's unlike anything I've ever seen. How quickly after the credit run are, did the call start? It's a good question. I I don't know, but like it, it wasn't yesterday. It's been in the last couple of days. You know, oh, just okay. doing some you know financial, getting cleared for a mortgage just to be ready if something were to happen. Yep. And uh, and it it is. But I'm saying these like, fucking people. You think within like 24 hours you started getting phone calls? Uh yeah. I mean, That's incredible. It's it's pretty wild. Now now Maria says like when they sell a home, she gets a million calls from the people like every industry surrounding a home. So you buy a home. Security people, 10 security companies will call her the next day. You know, maintenance people, you name it. Like everything that goes into a home that you potentially could need, you go on this listing. All of our information now is just everywhere and the fucking phone number. Like I'm sorry guys, the cold call's dead. You text me, you're better. You'd have a better shot. And I have got, I've gotten ten text messages today. With the name that you like, can, hey, this is Leah. Yeah, type, those type deal. Yeah, very personal. Yeah, we can get you 500k at this. It's like I, I don't even asking for. What are you guys even talking about? But they don't know. They just, they're just prepared. They, you, they're shooting a thousand shots a day, right? And you need one reply. Fuck. A lot of cold callers out there. I respect it. I, I do respect the. Uh, the, the cold calling profession. I remember it, we, whatever profession you're in, if that's part of your job, it's I, I'm not acting like it's I, I, I get where you're coming from. Yeah, but I'm not but I'm not giving you my cell phone number for 15 percent off. They do that one now. You know, it used to be you just put an email in, you get 20 percent off first time purchase. Now it's like put your email in for 20 percent off. You put the email in. They're like, great. You're one step away. Now give us your cell phone number for 20 percent. And uh, I'm not doing that. The, the reality is they all have your cell phone number. But that, they don't because these people want it. Yeah. So somebody doesn't have it yet. You're right. More people, more people, more want, people it. want it. More people want it. Uh, there's nothing. You throw somebody out. You, you, get a, you, you answer a phone call from an unknown number, John, you will shock whoever is calling you if it's a real person. 
it's like the it's old uh, George Costanza oh, or the Seinfeld. Like, oh, I was calling. I was hoping to get the machine. I didn't think you were going to answer. I just wanted to say, <laughs> sorry, I missed you. <laughs> I don't know. I, someone left me a message yesterday. like someone that I definitely would have talked to slash they would have texted me. I, I would have texted them back. But like three weeks later, I, I, you know, I checked voicemails and yeah. I was thinking like, who, in 2023, who's leaving voicemails? Because if like you don't pick up, just send the text. Like that, that is the modern day, the 2023. Right. See, I'm just another one. And, and if I know you have my number, I'm not leaving a message. Like he'll see I called. Oh my god, it's never gonna stop. You need a new cell phone number, or a second Morgan's cell phone. Morgan's brokers are desperate, especially went up another quarter point today. So they're fucking, they're clawing for every penny. Hey, hey, just hey, trying to hey, eat. hey I heard, I heard, uh, I heard you ran your credit. <laughs> Do you need anything? <laughs> a couch, coffee, a car, a home, a finance, whatever you need. You're three states over, no problem. It's like holy shit, man. I just, I just want to watch the Warriors game. Leave me alone. <laughs> yep. By the way, John, a promo code ham out there. I, uh, I had an emergency. Uh, round of pebble yesterday because the U.S. Open. Has- How many times did you play that course now? Five? Twice. Twice. <laughs> Two uh, more than me. <laughs> uh, and uh, both times for free. And uh, <laughs> U.S. Open, Women's U.S. Open is going to be there. I got the emergency invite. They clearly hadn't filled enough. The invite I got last Wednesday said uh, RSVP by April 1st. Obviously, we're almost to Mar- May 1st. But I was happy to say yes and play and uh, I got the caddy, which I recommend to anybody, especially if you're, if you're gonna, anyway, the caddy promo code ham. He texted me last night. He said, Hey, if you know anybody playing, let them know to hit me up. So Eric asked for Eric promo code ham. I don't know what it'll get you, but uh listener of the pod now. So what, what's your, what's your favorite part of your new home course at Pebble? Oh, I don't know, John <laughs> four, I think is underrated. Um, hard to beat seven. Four is a short par eight. four. I, yeah. I, I, I've always liked four as, as, again, just a spectator who walks Straight, very narrow mouth, small green. I think. I think. Of the, six? Of the six? Did you seven, get eight. did you did, did you get over the six, the hill in two, or you go no, in the water? No. What did you do? Go in the, uh, I, went, I went fairway. I, I went left sand. And that, you know, trying to go from that bunker up the hill is just... Death. So what did you do? Did you get out and then go over? Eventually, I got out, but the sand was a problem for your boy. <laughs> yeah. Um, but of the six, seven, eight, remember we sat on six for a long time in nineteen at the PGA. Watched Phil yeah. lose his ball in the rough. I think eight, seven is obviously iconic, but I think eight is you know the shot over the cliff. Like that's an incredible hole. Remember Jordan almost kind of fell. Almost he hit it right in. at the edge of the cliff. Yeah, <laughs> it's only like two thirty-five to the cliff from the tee. From the we played the cop. You know when the the women's tees back a little from the whites and the blues, which is also where I spend most of my time. So it's a long long hole. I think not. I think nine's a solid hole. I think eight nine that little stretch right there by the water. Yep. Again, never played. Just seen it you, from afar. Walked it. You know it. You know it better than me. Honestly, I have no clue what like even eleven and twelve look like. Never been back there. Uh, eleven. Feels like that's a part of the course that kind of gets lost. You yeah, know, the back corner. Yeah, yeah. I think twelve. I guess there's a big rental house right by twelve. The caddy was saying so they weren't yesterday, but a lot of people hanging out there. Twelve. Twelve is a twelve is par five, right? Twelve a par five? No. 
No, because 14's a par five kind of oh, uphill 14's hard hole. 14's the par five I'm thinking of. Yeah. Okay. 14, that's when you kind of come back into view because then yeah. 14, 15, 16's a solid hole, 17, the par three. How'd, how'd you do on 17? What, what, what do the ladies play that bad boy at? They played it up. I don't know what the yard, I don't, uh, one, the wind was pumping. So it played at 215 from oh, in front of the car. Right yeah. yeah. You know how there's that path right there by the fourth yeah, tee yeah, box yeah. where you, where we sat and watched yeah. the fort. In front of that path was playing at 215 yesterday because the wind was gotcha. just. So that was a that was a layup in front of the bunker for me. <laughs> Not on purpose, just it's a hard hole. I couldn't mean, get it there. Yeah. Uh HR says to us, we can start with this actually. What did you guys think of Jordan Poole's shot at the end of game one, Warriors Lakers? I actually have some can I tell you my Warriors Laker take to start this podcast today before we get to some Niner stuff? Go ahead. I think it's good the Lakers got game one to avoid the sweep. I think the series is over. I think the Warriors are going to. I think I'm actually shot. I'm pretty confident that the Warriors have this. I don't know if you listened to the, I was listening to all 82. They're like, well, you just got to go or plus minus. Just got to go small. I think you got the best that deloading has to offer. Um, I, he did look pretty good. The, he him, looked incredible. He, yeah. I thought Poole was back to himself. Uh, it's some sweet shots. Uh, yeah, I think the I, the the Lakers' best chance to guard is with Jared Vanderbilt on the floor, but they got to take him off to play off. They can't guard the perimeter. I think the Warriors are in really good shape for losing game one. And I had honestly, I didn't have a big problem with pull shot. Like it's wide open shot. Would I've loved for him to like crow hop dribble into one? Sure, it's a wide open shot. He just hit the game trying three. I don't understand all the like what the fuck is Steve Kerr talking about saying it's a good shot. I I, I don't I didn't have a problem with it. What do you think? You know, I, I don't pretend to be Phil Jackson now when you terms of like breaking down shots because people shoot from the fucking logo now, especially this team. <laughs> I mean, Clay takes 10 shots a game that are just like, what the hell is he doing? And he's been doing it for a decade. Steph, I don't even count, but I, I think you look all over the league. I saw Draymond said like in a perfect world, like close a little gap, right? Close the space, take a step. Yeah. But he's like, he was like, he'd hit six three-pointers. Like, he had been on fire. So, yeah, I mean, I I don't know. I mean, it's just, kind of, that's 2023 NBA. <laughs> I, I mean, I, I think the bigger issue for the Lakers, and listen, people think I hate the Lakers. I do. I don't personally <laughs> hate LeBron, uh, though I, I don't count the bubble championship. Not saying. I, I'll be the first to acknowledge he's one of the great players I've ever seen in any sport. I'm 38 years old. Both of my knees are hurting. I have it on one of my to-do lists to hit up this uh, knee guy in the area to just maybe get a couple MRI, just get them checked out. Mm-hmm. Once you get older, like, I- I'm sorry. What Tom was able to do, a huge part of that is Tom didn't have to move, right? Did not have to move. It's like the way Aaron has played, is he going to be able to run around for like three more years or is like his game slowly going to change? Like, you can play longer. Well, yeah, you can play longer in 23 because health and training and rest, but our rest now is probably less about just like drinking beers for six months and then getting back. and ch- It's different. So you have a huge advantages. But your athleticism slips. And to me, he's a shell of himself athletically. And I was watching some of Draymond's post-game pod because no one breaks it down and gets 300,000 YouTubes before views before you even wake up like Draymond after a playoff game. He's like, I don't remember ever playing LeBron where he just stands there off the ball. He wasn't taking a shot. He's like, they just played like 
LeBron just played like Clay Thompson, just off to the side, kind of. <laughs> I mean, it was it was kind of why he can't move around like he used to. He's just he's. If you told me that LeBron was in peak LeBron form with that version of AD, the Warriors would lose, right? Yeah. I, I mean, but he's fucking our age. He's he literally graduated high school the same year we did. We are no longer twenty seven years old. He clearly is not either. And I was listening to some at the gym today. Mannix was on with Simmons. And he was like, you know, one thing you noticed, because he went to some of those Laker Grizzly games, is LeBron does look old at times. And now it goes back to back to back to back games. Right. If Anthony Davis every game is going to go for 35 and 25, like they're going to have a shot. But hasn't part of Anthony Davis's thing been? He's kind of up and down. Now, he was awesome. He's a fucking monster. Yeah, first of all, he hasn't played 70 games, uh, you know, since 2018, probably. So he's going to. I just think if, if LeBron's just kind of going to be a floater who still knows how to play and he's still going to get his numbers, but like can't really just like woof, go Steph or AD. I don't know, man. I, I think they're going to lose too. Uh, well, and Slater and Marcus Thompson, I don't know if you heard it, but their point, one of them, or they were both making the point like you just go small, Anthony Davis is going to have to guard that big if you take Looney off the floor and he's not going to be able to patrol the paint the way that he was able to in game one when he had like eight shot deflections plus multiple blocks or eight alterations plus multiple blocks. So the one thing, though, is and this is where the NBA's kind of got weird with going really small to take bigs off. Looney does gather 25 rebounds. Yeah, he gets he gets all of the rebounds. (laughs) I agree. It was basically Looney and Anthony Davis combined for like 78 rebounds. So Anthony doesn't have to come off the floor. It's not ideal. Wiggins will have to rebound some more. But but the point was like with it with only a day off in between every game is Anthony Davis just going to stay on the floor and play 40 minutes, 41 minutes a game to get those numbers. Well, I think both of them played well over 40, the two of them. Yeah, but, like, this is seven-game series, right? I know Steph's yeah. in shape. I know Steph's in shape. I I, I do think that, I'm not going to call it must-win, but you could go 2-0 when you were coming home. I, I yeah, do think I it's pretty important to win. Uh, would be Thursday night. Thursday it does night. sweet. Like, this is pretty cool. You know, the King series couldn't have been any better. It was the highest-rated series. And then you get the Lakers and LeBron, and I... Listen, LeBron even said it last night, and I agree. Like, it's just not the same at Chase, which it's a positive. Like, the money you had to go, but it's it ain't a Oracle. Just like I think the, the uh, Golden One probably isn't peak Arco. Welcome to the Yankee Stadium, mate. You know, this isn't 1996. Like, yeah. it, things change. Yeah. I, I do think one thing Laker fans, I'll give them credit. And partly the arena is so fucking massive, right? There's 27,000 people or whatever. It's kind of got the best of both worlds, like the sweet elites. But then it's so big that you can sell the $100 ticket to the guy. It's pretty lit in there. I, I think game three at in L.A. is going to be nuts. How, what's what's the, what's uh and you know the, you know and you've been there the lighting how they do it lighting it's kind of like Emma, it's oh, yeah. I, I think it's gonna I thought it was like twenty five thousand I, I thought it was like I've one been, of the I have sat in the rafters for a playoff game what was the what was the series they blew like a twenty point lead in game three and then got swept and it was it's like Kobe era Lakers oh is that when Dwight Howard took out the little guy in the Mavericks remember yeah remember they were getting killed uh, and Dwight Howard uh, gave him like a four check JJ Barea. Yeah, so but remember, was like, it was like what game one of the dirtier play? hits, and he got kicked. He got yeah, kicked he got, out of the game. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, that's when uh, all of Phil's kids were there wearing like the hat with twelve on it for his last. Maybe that was Phil's last series. I was there for one of those games, and I was 
I mean, truly, but not, I needed binoculars. I was so high up in the rafters. It felt like I was at a college uh, basketball game that was being played in a football arena. Hadn't Kobe just torn his Achilles against the Warriors? Was that? This says it's 19,000, which is big for basketball. Maybe I'm hyping it up. I don't know. It feels big. But it feels that way. No, I think you're right. It definitely feels that way. I uh, I just know this, John. I can't go from this to like Nuggets Heat. Are the Heat still in it? I can't go. I, I can't watch that. Nuggets pretty good watch. He, I, here's my other thing on Respect the LA crowd. The MVP. I I do think they're kind of gonna be like you buy the ticket. Like you're not coming to watch old LeBron. Steph's kind of the show. <laughs> yeah. You're yeah. I mean, you're coming to watch the game and the the moment, but like Steph's the headliner. <laughs> he just is. Well, you know what the you know what they have there too. No, you're right. But you know what they also have there is like all the rich, like it's been where the rich people go since like Magic Johnson. So they are used to like treat like to be having to be real fans at Lakers games. You know what I mean? Like yeah. it's been the place to be seen for 50 years now. So it's like you don't get just to, you, like people know how they're supposed to act. Like you go there to cheer and root the team on. Yeah. It's like right? who are those guys in the seventh in the, in the front row? It's like, oh, that's the founder of Roman. That's the founder of Paxlovid. That's the founder of this. You're like, I don't know any of these people, right? Well, if it wasn't for E40, the, the Warriors have a lot of guys that have unlimited wealth that no one could point out of a lineup. That's right. Beside Joe, right? And, and uh, Yeah, Helmuth, the poker guy. Yeah, when he rolls in. Uh, but, he's w- but he's way more recognizable to the average guy our age, I think, than the, than the 45-year-old rich tech founder. Right? Darnold, Sam Darnold, there he is. <laughs> you McCaffrey. <laughs> The, at, at, also at Warrior Games versus Laker Games, like it's so new to like you got to go check out the suites. You got to go. They, they like they're there for the basketball. Like we know that in LA, right? Uh, they've done all the other stuff, like the Hollywood. Yeah. Like you are there to be seen on the court watching the game, not to make a deal in the back room because you're paying fifty thousand dollars for the for the spread at your private suite, which is great. It's it's fine. They have all that. It's great. They Joe's got to make the money to pay the luxury tax, like. That's how you get a good team on the floor. I'm all for it. I'm just saying, you know, it's it's new. It's kind of a it's new. I'm giving Laker fans credit. They're they're Homer. I noticed in the Memphis crowd because part of it they haven't been in the playoffs in a long time. That they 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 are a legit playoff crowd. You know, they they, they just are. Uh, yeah, we're giving them. Yeah, this is pro pro crowd. I I think Levi's. You know, part of it. Oh, Andrew anytime Bynum, you get a new Andrew Bynum, and, not Dwight Howard. Anytime you get a new arena, even if you do have like a historic team or a team that's won a lot, they're just a feeling out process. I, I it took a Levi's a long. I mean, it took them almost like eight years to come into their own. Yeah, they had to get good, play a lot of good <laughs> yeah. game, right? Big games. And now it feels like, I mean, it's never going to be held to the highest of esteem <laughs> of certain, you know, of around the league, but it's. It's a loud place, right? Honestly, if they could just shade it a little bit, I, what would you really shade? You can't change the location, so that is what it is. Shade it, you kind of take away any other complaint, I think. I guess they have to upgrade some. Only if you're on that side, because if you're not on that side, it's not too bad. Yeah, or it's a night game. Just play prime time. Uh, Andrew exactly. Bynum is the one that got tossed for the J.J. Barea. Oh, yeah. Uh, felt like I spent half my childhood watching my Blazers lose to the Lakers. F that team, LOL. Totally agree. Thank you, Yellow Spy. I, I ended up on some YouTube short of Rashid Wallace, and the, it was it was like you know maybe he was talking with the guys that up in smoke. They were all getting stoned, and he was telling the story about when he was like uh, 
in like 2000, 2001, the PR lady came up to him and says, we, we want you to be the lead. We want you to do this PSA and we'll play at the games and it'll be on like a, it'll be a commercial for local television. He's like, what is it? And it's like, basically the, 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 it's just don't do drugs. And Rashid's like, you know, I'd be a raging hypocrite if I did that, given that I'm, I'm high right now and I like to smoke weed. And this is, you know, 1999. Yeah. It was just funny. <laughs> God, could you imagine if we had a Don't Do Drugs Rashid campaign? That'd be... Sometimes I feel old when I see kind of that guy that's probably five or six years older than us, clear in their mid-40s, but a lot of those guys, you know, just have the beards, and they just look really gray, and it's like, God, these guys make me feel really old. I mean, Rashid looks like he's 55. And they're like, Kevin Garnett, old head! Like, Kevin Garnett, old head? <laughs> <laughs> what? Exactly. You see that rant he went on about Looney being tougher than Wiseman? He called Jokovic. Uh, he called Jokic Jokovic. No. I saw some funny. other clip of him telling some story about Garden MJ. He was just talking about Looney. Like, Looney, Wiseman's got all these gifts. Looney's got the fucking heart and the balls. Looney can, Looney can guard, you know, Embiid, Jokovic. <laughs> He's got like a you know, degenerate hip. Degenerative hip, right? Clearly not anymore. Though. Looney, Looney's like Kinlaw, but he just rage. is actually good and can play. He played eighty-two games this year. I think Looney did. Yeah, I think wasn't he one of two or three players in the whole league that played every game? And he yeah. still looks. Kinlaw's, Kinlaw's played ten in two years. Uh, Brad on the stream says, "Hey boys, shaved it." I didn't. Must have been a shave it or save it candidate, Brad. Congratulations. You can uh, email me shave it or save it if you're thinking about shaving your hair or saving your hair to uh, promo code ham at gmail.com. Send us photos. If you don't want your face in it, just let us know. Keep your face out of it. And we can give you a, a real expert uh, review. Shave it or save it, Brad. Congratulations. I hate to lose you on the team, but John's happy to have you. 49ers throw out a picture of, of Trey that, you know, isn't the most flattering. But, I mean, that's his hair's hair. I think Trey Young got plugs. We were talking about this before we started. His hair looked a little thicker to me in the playoffs than what it was like in college, even. Trey Young, Hawks. I think he got, I think he oh, pulled him uh, in. Who are you thinking I was talking about? Lance. No, no. Trey Young, Oklahoma, Atlanta Hawks. I think he got plugs. Gotcha. They have a similar, you know, kind of hairstyle. Yeah. I mean, I, I could see that. Yeah, I would, because I, I I don't I don't know like if you're in your early twenties and you're rich, you're famous. Someone probably has to tell you about plugs before you do it, or maybe it's just an insecurity. I, I don't know. I, I feel like someone would have to tell you about that. Like, I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. Because you're not because like, really, you're not well, you're not hanging out with people who are like, yeah, I got you know. Got contacts. Well, well, you know? well, let's use the Atlanta Hawks. Like, no one in the Atlanta Hawks has plugs, right? There's not a player that it would have plugs. Uh, is Bogdanovich thinning? Yeah, I just... The tr team owner? Trey, Lan Trey the Lance owner? definitely hasn't got plugs. You sign a the deal user. and the owner's like, hey, man. Yeah, that, that's what I'm saying. Like, PR, marketing. It's it's e probably easier for, a, a you know, a female to, like, broach the subject. Could be. Yep. Could be. Uh, all right, John, let's uh, let's do we like doing these videos, a scout's take on Jair Brown from John's time as NFL scout, well connected around the NFL. Uh, we've done several of these videos over the years, and um, 
uh, topics, and uh, they're really good. They're fun. Uh, so Jair Brown, Niners pick, number 87 out of Penn State. Highest drafted safety that Lynch and Shanahan have taken. The third safety they've drafted. Talano Hufunga was pick 180. Tarvarius Moore was pick 95 out of Southern Miss in 2018. So they obviously like this guy. What did you? What have you heard? Who have you talked to? What have you heard around the league about Jair Brown? Well, after it would have been the first press conference because I didn't do one, it was the first question John Lynch was asked before they got into the kicker. And he, the first word that came out of his mouth was baller. He is a baller. And everyone I talked to said that, like, once you get drafted past pick 35, 40, 50, you usually have a major flaw. And honestly, most guys out of, like, the top 15 have a flaw. It's why they don't. And it might be height. It could be speed. It could be production. It could be a stiffness. It could be whatever. Off field. But could be what? Something off field, right? Red flag. Yeah, a, a, a character issue or whatever. That height... Weight, no issues. You know, he's 5'11", 200-plus pounds. Like, he's a safety. He's not a defensive lineman or a linebacker. The knock on him was, I think some people think he's a little stiff and speed. Not play speed. The one thing I was told is, like, play speed is not an issue. He plays fast. And if I remember taking with you when Penn State played that Utah team, that entire Penn State team felt like an NFL team. The speed all over the field, and clearly... This fucking guy was the MVP of that game. So he ran a 4-6, which 4-6-5, which is not great, right? Ideally, you'd like to get a safety in the 4-5s because ultimately you don't have to be a 4-4 guy because you are behind everyone, so your instincts and reactions can kind of make up for that you know, quarter second. But football character and football intelligence, which to me at safety is very important, it is it's probably even more of a thinking man's position than the linebacker because you're taking on way more space even than they are, right? It's probably the closest thing to quarterback in terms of intelligence. I've heard he's a lead at that. Like the, the football character and the football intelligence is off the charts. The production's off the charts. The toughness is off the charts. It's just going to be like his elite measurables as an athlete, you know, or not Earl Thomas when he came out of Texas. But if they had been, you're talking about a guy that's going in the top 40 picks. And it's the reason you can get the guy at whatever, pick 87. Yeah. But here's what I think the 49ers have realized. And I think they struggle to answer this question because there's not, I don't think there's just like a direct answer. Like, why do you guys hit on so many picks like outside the first and second rounds? <laughs> right? Because <laughs> ideally you like, like to hit on all your first and second round picks. I think they go all in on guys with, and you and I talked about this leading up to the draft. The football character and stuff is like off the charts, right? The Kittles, the Fred Warners, the Hufungas that are like, God, football, the use checks, even their free agents, right? This shit means a lot to these guys. Like as a competitor, as a player, like no one ever questioned once they've kind of gotten Debo after 2020, like you want to go to war with this guy. Biggest moment, McCaffrey fits that. Uh, you know, Trent Williams fits that. Bosa fits that. Greenlaw fits that. Charvarius fits that. Yeah, all their all their core 15 players, because that's the only way you can be that sweet without a quarterback, fit that mold. And I think this guy is in that mold. And I think that's why they go, we can... Honestly, there are some parallels with Hufunga in the sense of... Hufunga was two things, really. Positionless. It's like, well, is he a linebacker or is he a safety? 
And if he is a safety, he's not quite fast enough. This guy is a safety. There's not This guy's not a tweener. This guy is just like, can he play, roam the field, right? And I think Jimmy Ward's a good example of like, when Jimmy really came into his own, he definitely wasn't the most physically gifted guy on the field, but it's right. like, I want to fucking go to war with this guy, right? This guy's a playmaker, toughness, versatile, physical. Physicality means a lot to these guys, clearly, I would say. And I think this guy checks that box. And now the question mark's going to be, like, if they had a game tomorrow, it'd be Hufunga and Gibson would be the starters. But, you know, let's just say he had to start. Those two guys, the play speed is really surrounds those two. It's not them, right? It's Warner Greenlaw, the corners, and Bosa. Because th- th- those guys play speed, as we saw with Hufunga at times, like, you'd want to get him in space. Yeah, so they're they're more... They are more taking advantage of what the front seven can do than they are erasers cleaning up mistakes of things the front seven didn't do. That's kind of where Hufunga gets into trouble, right, sometimes. But he's really good because of how smart he is of taking advantage of what he has going on in front of him for the most part. Yes, yeah, why the only way to become like the greatest defense of all time, like in the most in the last decade, would be like LOB. Well, they had an elite defensive line, elite linebackers. Sweet corners, and then Earl Thomas could cover the entire ground. And then Chancellor was like their Hufunga times five. So it's like they had it all. Yeah. Where most defenses that are even really, really good usually have two of their 11 starters. You go, you know, this guy, if they could, they would upgrade, right? It's hard to upgrade at most positions. Like you could upgrade Ward with like three corners in the league, right? But he's not really an upgradable player. Right, Warner's not an upgrade. Bosa, Armstead, like those guys are. But I, I would say that their safeties just have some flaw, just speed. I mean, I I just think speed's a flaw. But you can make up for speed at safety, just like you can make up for arm strength at quarterback with your head. And it's one position like you can't really make up as a defensive end with your head, right? I mean, you can take a bad angle on like a play action pass, but for the most part, like you either got the goods or you don't. You know, at safety, it's like. You can get by with fucking brains. I mean, Gibson last year is a good example. Dude was just a free agent on the market. I think they signed him when, like, was in camp. Yeah, that was, was like after an injury, right? After an injury, right before an injury, maybe right before uh, an injury. I think it was just like early in camp. They got a body. Remember Kyle had known him in Cleveland. In Cleveland, yeah. And even Kyle talked about like he's a good example to show young players of like he's an older player and how he go he goes about it with his head. So I, I, I'm a big believer in that with safety because most safeties are not going to be like Charles Woodson or Rod Woodson or Ed Reed, you know, most guys like, but there is a big difference of like, I feel pretty good about my safety position and like, God, it's kind of a weakness. And I think they feel pretty good about the intelligence back there. And they bet on that. They've been on football intelligence and physicality. Last, and two, I, I last think, two safeties from big time colleges, right? The first safety they took was not a, was not a USC or, Penn State. It was Southern Miss. Tarverius. And look, Jimmy Ward had a really good career, and he was Northern Illinois. Yeah. Um, but I do wonder, like, it's, I've always, I've wondered about the safety position because it's John, it's the position John Lynch played and how, you know, how he views it. Um, and I wonder if they, if they see him, it feels like it's some of the rep about Hufunga. Like, you're making a lot of Hufunga comps because it feels like it's some of the same stuff. 
Jaquan Brisker, does it help that Jaquan Brisker got drafted out of Penn State last year and had a really good year for the Bears? Around, what did I tell you, pick 75? It was it was a little higher. Remember, that was a guy, I remember a lot of Niner people, fans wanted him. But he had a really good year. He was a good player. Yeah, I mean, I, I just went to uh, Jair's rival page. I mean, this is something like in a draft meeting, you, you start talking about them when they're in high school. And Penn State, who, you know, I wouldn't say they're quite like Ohio State, Bama, or Georgia, but... W- wouldn't you say, like, when you do these recruiting shows, like, I mean, they're talked about like a top 10 program in the country, right? James Franklin, the recruiter. You, yeah, they've all, that's part of why they've gotten criticism at times is because they recruit well, and it hasn't translated to, like, CFP appearances. An underrated place where you get a lot of respect in a draft room is, like, you go to a program that's fucking loaded, right? Five stars every position, four stars every position. It's like actually he was the lowest rated recruit in his class. Like I'm looking, he's a three star recruit. Other programs recruited him. Your college? Yeah, I mean, I mean like Brister, Kent State, oh. Maryland, Texas Tech, and then you just come in That's and just you high just, school recruiting. Yeah, now it could have been maybe wasn't a great student, but I don't know him and him and Brisker both went to you know it's a famous is it in Pennsylvania Lackawanna is that in PA? Uh, yeah, that's where he's from. Yeah, so they both played there together. And then went Lackawanna Community College. Yeah. Can you imagine a community college has two safeties that get drafted in the top 100 picks of an NFL draft back to back years? How good that community college is? <laughs> I mean, were there some dudes that never played Division One that got fucking destroyed, destroyed. by those two guys? Do you, do you think they throw flags in community college football like they do in the NFL for uh, targeting and stuff? Probably not as much. Probably there's not, <laughs> I would guess, a medical observer. Yeah, quite as dialed. One thing you can't teach with a DB, in my opinion, like I, I can clearly there are improvements with actually, I think this is a good parallel with running backs. Like when you, once you get to the pros, I'm telling you, you either have the instincts or you don't like you have the instincts to hit holes. There's a natural feel. Like I, I think that's why Elijah Mitchell is just like when the guy's on the field, he just has a natural instincts to yeah. play. Yeah. I think Frank Gore's instincts were all-time great, right? It's why he played for 20 years, even when he was slow as me or you. And I think with DBs, like the instinct of making plays on the ball, you kind of just got it or you don't. Like Sherman just had, and this is Richard's thing, like people overhype, like speed at corner, like you can't teach what I had. And Now part of what made Richard, he was so tall, but also and he, was a he receiver could make, in college. He, yes, ball skills were elite. You either find the ball or you don't, and this guy, his production on the ball is fantastic. Picks, PBUs, because you got to tackle, right? I mean, like, and I think they, if you're going to play next to Hufunga, who is really just going to be, you know, if he stays healthy, one of the best tacklers in the league, you would like a guy with some more ball skills next to him. I would say Jimmy Ward had pretty good ball skills, right? Just yep. Gibson last year had good ball skills. You know, more when he's been healthy, I would say. Tart. The, probably be uh you know Rampage. part of tart part of tart's negative is like what does he do well he doesn't really do anything specifically well so it's like i feel good about this guy's ball skills yeah which is not something you teach because part of it's like you're in space you kind of get no man's land like it's, it's easy to be a bad and part of i i would say also in this conference whether that's fair or not it kind of has an NFL feel when you watch like Saturday morning, just like a little more, a lot more like two tight end sets with different teams you play, a lot more just... Kind of what the SEC felt like maybe it used to be a little bit of, right? I would say the SEC's turned into more of the NFL meets the Big 12 yeah. a little bit. 
Yeah. You know, but yeah. I, I think when you play Iowa, when you play Michigan, when you play Wisconsin, their just offense sometimes looks like is that the it just looks like the New York Giants or you know, right the Minnesota Vikings or just whatever just their sets their formations. It's yeah, not as much does it make it overly wide. impressive? Like their quarterbacks are, you know, you think no. back in their quarterbacks last year, not impressive for the most part, but it creates defensive players and offensive linemen that are, and just guys that are ready for physicality. Zerline and his thing compared him to Ryan Clark. <clears throat> and one thing Ryan, Ryan Clark, I think was an undrafted free agent out of LSU who obviously went on to have a long career and was a fucking badass. I mean, Ryan Clark, little like John Lynch. I mean, I don't know. It'd be harder for them to play now because they would kill you like legitimately knock you out. Because when Ryan Clark left, they remember they replaced him with uh, with the dude Al Davis. Maybe Ryan Clark played with him. Al Davis, safety from Ohio, who tested really well, became a really good player. His name slips my mind. From but Ohio University? University of Ohio. Al Davis drafted him like the top 10. No, it might have been a second-round pick. I forget his name. This is They played together in Pittsburgh? I thought so. Um... Uh... Chat will probably know the yeah. We'll 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 hmm. Al Davis, Dave Ziegler said he he gets chills every day. He feels out. Mike Mi- Mike Mitchell. Mike, Mike Mitchell. Mitchell. Yeah. Thank you. Good job, Aaron. Uh, Ziegler says he gets chills every day in the building. He feels Al's presence. Butcherbox.com/slash/ham helps you make good decisions. Last night I was thinking about ordering out, and then. I reached into the freezer, grabbed some ground beef, and all of a sudden it was homemade taco night. With ButcherBox, you don't have to worry about what's for dinner. ButcherBox is offering all of you your choice of weeknight meal essentials. You get peace of mind with ButcherBox because it's high-quality meat and seafood you can trust. You get the ultimate convenience because it's delivered right to your door with free shipping, as always, and you get the ultimate customization. Your customization might be, I don't know what to do. Send me the good stuff. And they send you the good stuff, curated. Right now, go to butcherbox.com ham and use the code ham, and you'll get either three pounds of chicken thighs, two pounds of ground beef, or one pound of premium steak tips for free in every order for a year. Plus $20 off your first order. Sign up at butcherbox.com slash ham and use the code ham to choose your free offer and get $20 off. Get on the Prize Picks app, just like me, and use the code ham50 for a first deposit match of up to $100. Football season's over, but hoop season is getting hot. Tournament season or the fight for playoff home court, there's no shortage of high stakes basketball moments this time of year. So get in on the excitement with Prize Picks. America's number one fantasy sports app. And you can get it on baseball, too. I've got some season-long more or less picks on multiple stat projections on home runs. Uh, not off, not feeling great about Shohei less than 38.5 right now, but I put that one in the app just because I wanted something to root against with the Dodgers. Prize Picks offers injury insurance so that your entries stay live even if one of your players get injured. So hoops, somebody leaves in the first half, no problem. Injury insurance. And on Prize Picks, you can win up to 100x your money with as little as four correct 
picks. I love it. It's Download the app today. Use code HAM50 for the first deposit match of up to $100. I'm going to give you the same advice I gave my buddy who just called me recently because he was getting a vasectomy. He just came from the doctor. They said they told me I got to shave. I said, gotta get to more like it. And I sent him the lawnmower 5.0 from Manscaped. It's going to be the MVP for him and for you this March. Go to manscaped.com and use the code HAM to get 20% off and free shipping. Get the performance package 5.0 Ultra, and you'll be the Cinderella story of March. The lawnmower 5.0 is strong until the last stroke with a battery that lasts the entire tournament, a waterproof design, and interchangeable skin safe blade heads that guarantee smooth ball handling every time. To top it off, the performance package throws in two free gifts, Boxers 2.0 and the new toiletry bag. So get 20% off and free shipping with the code HAM at manscaped.com. That's 20% off and free shipping. Manscaped.com, code HAM. When things get hairy, make sure to call on Manscaped in clutch time. Today's episode is sponsored by NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. NerdWallet's trusted financial journalists use fact-based reporting for some much-needed clarity in the finance world. The nerds will help you get smarter about balancing your portfolio and avoiding scams so your money is just as safe as betting against the Cowboys in the playoffs. Planning your tax bill so you don't dread April every year and saving on travel. Vacations coming. You spend less on airfare, it means you're not choosing between surf or turf. It's surf and turf for dinner and maybe even an extra night stay. So listen to NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast on your favorite podcast app, Future you will thank you. Can I tell you about my friends? Very, very good friends. And mainly because I've been using this app for a long time. Game time. They are the best ticket app I've ever used. You shouldn't have to worry when you buy tickets to your next big event. You want to go to a concert? You want to go watch Steph Curry and Clay Thompson and Draymond make a little playoff run? Well, that's where you use game time. You just download the app on your smartphone and you can search any event, concerts, comedy shows, games, pro and college. Search by price point or search by where you want to sit at the venue. It gives you sightline on the app. And uh, it's really easy. Buying tickets in seconds with like two taps. I cannot recommend it enough. And here's what we're doing for you. When you use the promo code HAM, H-A-M, you save $20 off at checkout. That's promo code HAM at checkout and save $20 to any event. Download the GameTime app now. Tacovas, oh yeah. I was just looking at some pictures of a concert Luke Bryan, my wife and I went to, I don't know, 10 years ago. She had some old cowboy boots on. This is like a couple weeks ago, and I said, you, you need some new boots because we're going to see Luke Combs. So she went to Tacovas. Dot com And they're just perfect. She loves them. You can do the same. You go to Tecovas.com. These boots are Austin designed, Texas tested, handmade down in the boot capital of the world, Leon, Mexico. If you've ever wondered, can I pull off cowboy boots? Then you should pull on a pair of Tecovas and you'll see they'll become your new favorite footwear. Cowboys knew what they were doing when they invented Western wear. And it's all kinds of Western staples. Trucker jackets, the perfect jeans to go with your boots performance, pearl snaps, cowboy hats, bandanas, you name it. They'll get you outfitted. If you can't make it to a store, Tecovis delivers the most premium quality, most comfortable Western goods right to your door. Visit Tecovis.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com 
and point your toes west. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. I, I think one thing they've gotten away from, like with kind of premium picks, and I, and I don't know if there's a right or wrong answer. For example, Ziegler, the guy they took, you know, from Texas Tech. It's a little more, it's like the polar opposite of Cleveland. Who like Cleveland just was going to be what he was going to be. It, that, I mean, that's a weird pick. Just it's hard to compare that to anyone. But you know what I mean. Like they did. Like this guy could be a a great pick. You're saying you couldn't put like, Cleveland or Solomon Thomas on like the best defensive. Like, well, you did. You put him on Solomon on one of the best defensive line. It just there was a ceiling. Is that what you mean? Yeah, I'm saying the guy they took it from Texas Tech. You know, the 49ers don't do as much of that, and when they have, they've gotten burned. Like, they kind of did it with Kinlaw. And even Kinlaw, like, when he's been healthy, I thought he'd be better. Maybe he's just never healthy. But I I think when you take, like, those athletic attribute flyers, you know, the 49ers just have not had success. I, shit, I'd say the Raiders have not had much success at all doing that. Yeah, I mean, there's Bust, and then there's, like, is Javon Kinlaw, who's going to be in the league longer, Javon Kinlaw or Solomon Thomas? Uh, Solomon Thomas. Or Cleveland Furrell. I mean, I mean, honestly, guy, there's a chance if this year does not go well for, well, Cleveland not going anywhere, uh, and Solomon's in the league right now. He's, I think, he's on the Jets. So, if Kinlaw has an awful year, right, goes on injured reserve knee, he could be out of the league by next year, and it, and part of it's just his knee shot, right? I'd say fifty fifty. If if you tell me, John, he ends up missing most of the season injuries, he's. Kind of, I'd be like, he's staring out of the league. And there's a difference. Like, you see, like, Shaq. I didn't see it, but I saw a headline, like, said Dylan Brooks is going to be out of the league next year. I was like, no, he's not. What? Dylan Brooks is going to sign, like, a $50 million contract. But then there are just guys that, when you factor in injuries and just, like, what do you even do? Like, ultimately, Cleland and Solomon Thomas, like we always said, if you put those guys in the fourth round, you look up, like, damn, that guy played for a decade? Yeah, he's going to have... Outside of the draft pick, a good career. Solomon's a good example, right? Plays four years for the Niners, a year for the Raiders. Now he's on the Jets. Like, is he going to play for five teams for 11 years? You'd be like, his thing is he should have been pick 78, not pick three. Yeah, pretty wild gap, right? You could, because if he was pick 33, you'd say, like, yeah, that was not a good pick. That's why, and I told you this before. Uh, I saw, what's his name, Jeremy Fowler tweet out the graphic of over the last, you know, whenever the new CBA started in like 2011 with the fifth-year options, the percentages. But this year specifically, 12 first-round options were exercised the fifth year, right? And and a lot of them were like Burrow, Herbert, Justin Jefferson. You know, even Iuke was probably of the group is like one of the no-brainers compared to the Kinlaws of the world. And I, I, I texted to a couple buddies in the NFL, and they're like, you know, not every guy, just because you don't pick up the fifth-year option, it was a, 
bad pick for that team, but a lot of guys in that group will go on to have nine-year careers. It's more of a reflection. It was just a bad value pick, but the guy's not necessarily a bad player. You just move on because typically when you draft a guy in the first round, you've kind of been paying a higher number, so the finances don't match up. And there's just that elephant in the room of you didn't live up to the pick, so you just have to move on. But like, yeah, like so if you, Solomon Thomas could just play for the 49ers if he was like their last defensive lineman, right? Right. right. Well, Cleveland Farrell literally is on the team. You know, Arden Key was on the team. I mean, all these names are like you're just going to look up. These guys are going to play for a long time. Arden Key is a good example of Arden Key was a third round pick. Now he didn't do much with the Raiders, but like. He then went to uh, the Jags, had a solid season. Then he got signed with the Titans. You know, we view Arden Key as like more of like, oh, it's a solid story. A third round pick, nine year career, where Farrell and Thomas were like, oh, bus. Right. When really they're all the same player, they should have just been drafted around the same number. Uh, Isaiah Simmons, no, no fifth year option picked up. Right. That was the eighth overall pick by the Cardinals. Remember, it was like, oh, where's he going to play? Who cares? Great athlete. Uh, Damon Arnett, not a good player. Ruggs go, pleaded guilty. Ruggs, yeah, not a player. Jalen Rager, not a good player, it turns out. And bad draft to take the wrong receiver in the first round. Patrick Queen, solid player, right? Yes, I mean, plays. Just They just, they just, they got a new linebacker. Clyde Edwards, hard, hard with running backs, but. I thought he was sweet. <laughs> Maybe it was the team. I don't know. You mean when they got him or in Kansas City? <laughs> yeah, I, just re- I remember watching LSU. I'm like, God, this little guy's fucking badass. I mean, Kinlaw is on the list of just Well, Beckton is one. Yeah. Injured, not productive, too. Not That pick at 33 wouldn't have worked. That pick at 43 would not have worked. That pick at, at 102 would not, is not working. Y- the, you could argue it should be 11, like, is Tua, given what he's done, a no. fifth-year option for every 23 team? Million, no, or $23 million. No, but like Jeff, would Jeff Okuda be a fifth-year option guy who got traded or what, whatever the hell happened with him? Mm, I don't think so. For the third pick? Um, there was one other. Ruggs was trending to being one. I, I would think. say, yeah. yeah. Um, Ruggs is like his own unique situation. Yeah. Right? I just mean in terms of like, did the team make the right – did they evaluate yeah. the talent properly? Rugs right. in a different world than like the Kinlaws and the Ragers when he was on the field. But like two uh twenty three million, Derek Brown's fifth year option, eleven six for the Panthers. Honestly, it's why would you, if the va- if you like a tight end a lot, isn't the smart move to take them really high just because he's so cheap for so yeah, long? Yeah, we've talked about it. Like it's it is incredible value. Because That's you, why you take I would some of these other positions hit on it gets receiver. really expensive. Yeah. Uh, thoughts on Chase Young? Yeah, he was he was a guy who looked for sure like he'd fifth year option extension. Is it worth a flyer to get a bookend of that caliber across from Bosa or not worth it? There has been some talk that the Niners now can they restructured McCaffrey and now they can actually there's a there's a bunch of famous pass rushers like Jadevian Clowney out there. Uh, not like Jadevian Clowney. Jadevian Clowney is one of them, and there's a few other guys um, who at one point in time were primetime pass rushers. But One thing I would say about Clowney is 
people probably weren't paying attention because the Browns were a shit show. Week 18, he was sent home. They fucking hated him there. He does not feel like a cultural fit. Chase Young, pretty fascinating. Not going to lie. Pretty fascinating player. Just a one-year flyer. But I would say you... It wouldn't just be you walk in, you're the only bid on the home. I mean, right, he, right. wouldn't there be a lot of teams? His Bidding his salary lot. this year is not that big. And actually, it's not small because he was the second pick in the draft. Huh? So he makes, if you trade it for him, he makes $8 million a year. So like you said, they have the money because they boosted it out. But I would imagine a lot of people would come sniffing, especially in training camp because most teams – you know, like the Atlanta Falcons don't view themselves as shitty yet. So if you're the Atlanta Falcons, you're like, we'll give you two threes or, you know, who knows? I, I don't know what his value is, but you're not just competing against like three other playoff teams like you might in the trade deadline. I, if they're willing to trade him during training camp, which if you were the football team commanders, wouldn't you just play it out and see if he's any good? Like, wouldn't you just? Yeah, because what are you getting for him? Are you getting a second round pick for him? I think the only way you'd get a second round pick for him is if he was really good, and then wouldn't you just be like, well, well, maybe we'll just ride this out? Yeah, because he's not pro- a, he's one a slot thing receiver. Is, he's a pass rusher. Now that you haven't picked up his option, what are you gonna? Are let's say he has a great year this year, and you're and you're the Commanders. He's twenty four years old. Are you gonna if he has a great year? Are you gonna give him a big extension, or are you gonna say odds are he gets hurt again? We can't give him a big extension. One we thing I read was part of, was part of the hesitation wasn't even just injuries. It was like he came on the scene hot. I think he had like eight sacks, seven and a half sacks as a rookie. And then I just, I, I don't, you know, I think he's a powerful player. I think he's kind of like a Clowney-esque poor man's version of Clowney where it's like, well, what's his great attribute besides just power and strength? I draft you second overall. I'm kind of looking for Bosa, Joey Bosa, Miles yeah. Garrett, Micah Parsons. But I don't uh, know. Justin Houston is available and Yannick Ngakwe. Yeah, there, there's a list of like I got I'm trying to find the full list of available defensive ends. Yeah, this is I here's what I think happens is those type guys, they're all rich. Especially a Houston. So it's like Am I just signing right now a, a veteran minimum contract, or do I like, yeah, I'd play for five million, but I'm also chilling at my house in Jupiter, Florida, or in Dallas, Texas? And then you're like, actually, I'm kind of bored. I'm not going to play. I'm better off at least. You give me some incentives, play for the veteran minimum. I can make up to three and a half. Yeah. Usually that comes closer for like after OTAs, the first week of training camp, and we're like, God, we need some of these. Don't you? Think I think some of some of it's those guys in Dockway and Houston aren't the same level, but like. If you're Justin Houston, you're probably a year or two away from definitely like turning in the paperwork for retirement. But it's like, you know, I'd play 10 snaps for a sweet team for the right amount of cash. Don't you think if you're sitting on the couch and your agent calls and he's like, hey, here's what the incentives are. You hit these incentives, you can make another $5 million. If you're a receiver, it's like, oh, fuck. Because the incentive for a receiver is like, all right, 75 catches, nine touchdowns. For a pass rusher, it's like, all right, eight sacks. You're like, fuck, I just got to eight times to get to the quarterback. I can lollygag for 28, you know, 30 to 70% of my staff. You know what I mean? Like I can see then, if you're a pass rush. You're like eight sacks. I can do eight sacks in my sleep. I'll just eight. I just got to win eight snaps. Well, then you start thinking like, too, you're like, well, 
they're going to double team Aaron Donald or Nick Bosa every play. That means I'm going to get some, and I'm only going to play like to, 12 snaps a game. Put me next to Eric Armstead. They're going to want me to succeed. Yeah. But all those guys, I mean, end up getting workouts and, you know, teams. It just comes down to if you're them, you're probably hesitant to play for a shitty team. Like who Justin Houston play for last year? Was Ravens? Yeah, right. so he's kind of like – it's been the Ravens. Was it the Chargers a couple years ago? Colts. Or the Colts. You know, he's been trying to kind of do the NBA thing. <laughs> Where it's like, can I catch lightning in the bottle and like right. get on a team that's in the second round of the playoffs? And it hasn't quite worked out yet, but like, kind of pretty clear what he's trying to do here. Yeah, right. Yeah, like yeah. it'd be it'd be hard pressed to see would he just like, hey, you want to come to Houston, be a veteran mentor? Like that doesn't seem like the business he's in. Where in Dockway, it's like Robert something's Quinn, off there. Another name, yeah. Who was t- the Eagles trading for him last like, year? Bad back. Robert Quinn's been on like five teams in five years. Yeah, I mean. He was an all-pro in 2013. It's been a while. <laughs> it's uh, 2023. Anthony Davis was playing like full 71-game seasons back then. <laughs> I was watching the game last night. I was thinking, you know, every Kings fan I know is like some bonus fucking guy. If Sabonis, who's going to be a third-team All-NBA, if that's what third-team All-NBA looks like, if I'm Anthony Davis, I'll be like, listen, I don't play enough games. You don't put me on the All-NBA team. That guy on his fucking best day couldn't dream about holding my jock. Couldn't it's the dream about it. Like, it's, it's the argument for there should be a team where there is no second and third team. There's just, this is the team. There's no, I'm a second-team All-NBA, because that's not All-NBA. That's, that's another thing. All-NBA yeah. is that guy. Yeah, that's true. Just, and there should be a I mean, team like if he played 82, he'd be all NBA, but he just chooses to play 61. Yeah, listen, if if Anthony Davis is healthy and plays 70 plus games, he is in a different stratosphere than every big guy beside like Joel Embiid and Jokic. Yeah, but John, consistency, uh, what is it? Availability is the best ability. You know, it's like yeah, part part of it until we get to the playoffs and your availability, you are a very flawed player. Like yeah, like, uh, Cousins plays every game, but once I get to the playoffs, like you're in some trouble, buddy. Well, that's right. It's <laughs> I, I was thinking that watching la- last night, like who cares? You know, Anthony Davis, like everyone's been talking about my game. What am I this? Am I that for the last five years? I just let me know when the playoff chase starts, and I'll look like this guy, right? Yeah, and that's you know you're the best player on your team that's trying to win a championship. Availability, if that's his best quality, you're probably not winning a championship. All I know is and this: Demontis is not their best player. De'Aaron Fox is, but you know what I'm saying. Yeah, he's but the problem player. is like if Anthony Davis is your second best player. Now, technically, right now he's your first, but like he's got he would have a chance to have a moment where it's like. No one could ever say shit about the guy, regardless how many injuries sure. he's had, right? Because he, he'll be the one to carry him. If he led them the Lakers to a real championship and just yeah. was doing like 32s and 20s every game, I mean, that's Google what Shaq and Kobe were doing. Shaq's numbers kind of look like that. I, I thought I was watching like the NBA softer than it was in Shaq's days. Like the, that modern, he's blocking shots, hitting jumpers, dunking, alley oops, outlet passes, running. It's like, fuck it, the Warriors, not much they can do with this guy. No, even it was clear, like, the Warriors were not, the, the rim hasn't been protected like that in a long time. A lot of little right? steps floaters. Not other, guy, <laughs> not other guys, a lot of other guys that, that doesn't, you can't practice against. 
Anthony Davis. That, that little scoop floater that is looks no. incredible against the Kings was not working. No, no. But that's why you go small. You, think, you pull, pull my. Do you think he could hit that shot from like fifteen feet? I bet he could. Maybe not in a game, but who was I hearing? Somebody was saying the other day. Maybe I was in the car. Tolbert, like I was listening to the game, some of the game seven the other day that he that they thought Steph was actually lining up a hook shot at one point, but he got like across the lane hook shot, but he got fouled. Uh, yeah, a little, a little. Kareem, dude, dude's just bored. He does. He plays, but sometimes he play. That's what makes him cool. Is he plays bored sometimes in game sevens? Um, I got another a sneaky Niner signing that caught my attention. John, undrafted free agent Jack Coletto, out of Oregon State. Oregon State, Jonathan Smith, friend of the program. He won a couple years, or he won last year the award for the most versatile player in college football. They call it the Paul Horning Award. Guys used remember to play, him, yeah. Guys used to play all the positions <laughs> back in the day. Uh, he's a junior college quarterback who then came to Oregon State and played quarterback. Then they moved him. He played linebacker and like I, I would call it like H but they would line him up at quarterback and have him just run like quarterback sweeps. and score Like touchdowns. Taysom Hill, when you Taysom say? Taysom Hill. Um, he would throw it sometimes. He would sometimes line up at like kind of H tight end and ca- he caught a touchdown pass. He's not, I would say. He, he, he had the walk-off touchdown against the, the dogs. Against he? Fresno State, yeah. So he's 6'3", he's about 240, smart, play, right? You play that many positions, play linebacker. So I think Kyle would like him. Can throw the football a little. Played quarterback. Good, you know, multi-sport kind of baseball, basketball. Gatorade Player of the Year in the state of Washington. Like he was a legitimate high school quarterback in the state of Washington that produces good high school football players. Then he goes plays for Jonathan Smith, which is a hard-nosed, tough defense and a creative offense. Did the University of Washington and Pete not want him, or was he just you know, obviously question, couldn't play quarterback? I, well, he there. went. He went to junior college first. I don't know. Maybe he still wanted to play quarterback coming out of junior college because that's what he did his first year at Oregon State. And Washington has had a really crowded quarterback room for several years. But maybe that's what happened there. Um, But they made him into a a Swiss Army knife. And like to me, he makes a lot of sense for the 49ers in terms of I don't think he's a use check replacement because Kyle is so athletic and it's like he's not the pass catcher that Kyle is. I don't know like what kind of, you know, he does some lead blocking, whatever. People but, tight end, yeah. Again, not not as athletic as Ka, as Kyle would be as a pass catcher, but he did play a little bit. They just moved him around. I think again, more like H, but they did line him up and throw him a ball. Uh, they've thrown him the ball before, so he's a little bit of a chess piece. But I think you'd feel comfortable with him. Like I think he's a little, maybe he's a little use check insurance. I don't think you're not replacing Kyle use check with this guy and getting Kyle use check because Kyle's so unique. But, you know, the other thing, the Niners, Jimmy was an incredible quarterback sneaker. I don't, if you put Jack Coletto in the game, they kind of know what you're going to do. But sometimes they knew what you're going to do with Jimmy. You know, the Niners lose a little there. I just think there's a chance this guy, there's got to, they got to find a roster spot for him, which is hard on this team. But I, that's an interesting one to me, Jack Coletto to the Niners. I would guess a lot of teams were sniffing around him. As the Hammer. That was his nickname in college, the Hammer. <laughs> I, I like that. 
The fucking the 49ers have a hard jackhammer, actually. Pac 12 guys, huh? They they love drafting a good Yeah, I mean they they would they would like him. But I could see Kyle and Jonathan Smith getting along and talk. I don't know how much they um but I think I think it's interesting. keep an eye on Jack Coletto. I will. You saw him. You liked him. I mean, he's a big guy. Oh, yeah. I mean, I, I like whatever. Is Oregon State, did they lose a little bit? Like, are they going to still be really good this year? Yeah. I mean, they lost their second. They lost a lot of their guys in the secondary. But as you saw, like, only one of them got drafted. I guess the tight end got hurt on that final drive against Mus- Fresno State. Never Musgrave played was hurt last year anyway. Um, they get DJU. Their offensive line is going to be legit again. Their running backs are good. Did Musgrave catch a long pass on that final drive, and that was hurt. the injury, and he never and he never played again? I think again. he was already kind of hurt on that play, and, and he maybe the he got, then, he, then he like really got hurt and had to come out. Yeah, yeah, and but, and then the hammer knocked it in, and then and then, that was and then the, the jackhammer scored. The hammer scored because they went for two right two to end it. Yeah, with the jackhammer. So I don't know. I mean, you talk, you know, again, we love having these conversations. Here's a guy he could be interesting. Then it comes time to make your fifty-three man roster, and it's hard to find a spot. Yeah, but but you don't have to make the fifty-three man roster. You just have to impress enough to get on the practice squad, yeah. and then injuries happen, and that's how you get on. If you're on the practice squad and they really like you, non you know sometimes with an offensive lineman, like there's no rotation. But a lot of these other positions, like there's a very good chance that you get elevated throughout the season people get hurt. I mean, it's just, I don't care what team you are. And especially this fucking squad. Holy cannoli. <laughs> I mean, yeah, well, then that's then at minimum, he's used check insurance. He's more, he's more versatile than I think Josh Hokett, right? Who's been the Niners other kind of fullback in the past. Yeah. The Fresno State guy. Yeah. Well, they just don't really exist. It's sad. You know, we were fullback people, low Neil use check, but it's just, you're not going to turn on the television on Saturday and, I bet if you looked around on Friday, there's when I was in high school football, every single high school football team had a fullback. I would guess the major programs in all these major states, you'd be hard pressed to find a team that does any more than like one running back. And I bet they use their tight end a lot in the slot. I mean, it's, I bet if we looked around, the majority of high school offenses at the highest level programs are all spread. How would you not be? It's just the easiest thing to do and and be have success with. Yeah, that that body type that that guy's probably your right tackle in most high schools, right? Yeah, six three two fifty. I mean, but I just mean like your five eleven two fifty fullback at a lot of high schools might just end up as one of your offensive linemen. Oh, for sure, your center. Who's the who's that big fullback that USC had like fifteen years ago? Brandon Hancock. Brandon Hancock, yeah. Big neck, Brandon Hancock. Yeah, he's going to Clovis West guy, right? Clovis West. Uh, yeah. Clovis West, yeah. yeah. You know, rumors had it, you know, that might have been on the McGuire Sosa Berry. Oh, you know, it was trend. the early 2000s, John. <laughs> yeah. I'm not here to judge. Uh, what, what did Jordan Love just sign for? $14 million? Yes. Yeah, I think 13 We got more. Him or. Uh, Randall Cobb. <laughs> I mean, Aaron, it's like, it, sometimes it's good to be friends with the right people, you know? <laughs> the crazy thing is, Randall, 
it's it's weird because everyone's like Randall's a great guy. It's not like he's like some loser that only Aaron likes, right? It's just if Aaron Rodgers was just you know Jimmy Garoppolo, <laughs> would Randall Cobb's career have been over three years ago? Like would he just been like doing the next part of his life? Pretty incredible. Like he he's gonna have to look back and just send Christmas cards consistently to Aaron. This is at least he at least got two more years, right? Because he played twenty one and twenty two with the Packers. So this is now year three he's getting. Yeah. After playing, I, I would say for one million percent the last two, you could convince me in twenty one like Tampa brought him in, you know, as when Scotty Miller went down or whatever. Cut twenty. These balls. last two years, it was clear. It's like you caught twenty eight balls that year. <laughs> the whole thing was Gudikins is like, who are we arguing over? I'm I'm on Gudikins side here. Yeah. So many GMs, and part of it is just there are more of these. There are just a ton more Aaron Rodgers in the NBA than there are. They don't really exist in football. Because even Tom, like, what Tom really asked for Gronk, like, fuck yeah, bring him. Can you imagine if there were more and more of this? Like in the end, there are ten of these. They're like, I need, you know, just start listening. Like, I'll, Frank Gore's my guy. Bring, you know, just like all these type guys. It would happen. It happens in the NBA constantly. Tristan Thompson is on the bench for the Lakers. And in basketball, like, your 12th guy doesn't play. But, like, if you're dressed in an NFL game, most times you go into the game at some point, right? Injuries, special teams? Yeah, it'd be like if you took a player who retired after six years and just made him a GM of a team in football, the team that you would end up with. Right? Oh, my God. (laughs) What position do you think would do the worst job of of be, not becoming a GM eventually. Like, you played six years in the league, career-ending the injury, you become a GM tomorrow. What position, like, who would be most likely just to, oh, I know this guy, I know this guy, I know this guy. Could be quarterbacks. They would, just, this, they would build a whole offensive line off of people they know. I just don't see how receivers would n- know anything about the trenches, like who to get and who not to get. They would they would build teams based on the guys they, they played, like, seven-on-seven seven college football with. Oh my God! Like they'd have like seven DeAndre Hopkins on their team, uh, but he—he's uh, obviously younger. I mean, they would. It's a little harder in the NFL because Randall probably is still good enough where it's not a total embarrassment, but he's close enough where the GM knows like we would not keep this guy on the team if it was our choice. Yeah. You get to the point pretty quick where it's like this is not pl- like this is impossible. But I, I wonder if some skill guys can convince themselves, like, yeah, he doesn't practice well, whatever. You know right. who I think would build the worst team? A running back. Because the game is not for them anymore, but they would build a team like it's for, like it is all about them. Yeah. <laughs> They're just like five of you potties. <laughs> yeah, no ability to pass block. Uh, there'd be four of them on the team, like, oh, this just. I could see defensive receivers guys have to block. It'd be like only receivers who block. I could see defensive guys not caring that much about the quarterback. Just be like, just you know, kind of playing like you did in the eighties. Let's just run it, play good D, load up our D. Defensive guy would be like Fields. I don't want to face Fields every week. We got to get Fields. You know, like a pass rusher. Be like, we, I, Fields is our quarterback. Just somebody who runs. That and like and 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 DBs would not. They'd be like Fields. That's miserable to play against that guy because I got to tackle him all day. I'd rather just cover. I feel like defensive guys would get quarterbacks who like super mobile quarterbacks on their team. 
Yeah, because they're not as consumed. Defensive linemen aren't like accuracy. Like they don't even. I'm just chasing the guy. Mobility. They just don't want a guy that's exhausted. The ball after it leaves his uh, hands. Like, we were always so tired. Cover the fucking guy. <laughs> Mercedes Lewis is next. You watch. The next jet. <laughs> yeah. Put in perspective, Mercedes Lewis was just put into the UCLA Athletic Hall of Fame. <laughs> who's the uh, Who is the guy that Aaron was mad about the tight end? He was right, too, right? Tanyan. Was it Tanyan? But they kept Tanyan. Tanyan no, was it was guy. it was it was a guy. Somebody before. else signed, and then you like had a touchdown against them. And there was one guy I remember who was oh. mad about like a practice squatter. He's like, if they would ask me, I would have told them not to cut him. And the guy had like three career catches. It was about principle, you know. <laughs> they didn't even ask me. Though I've watched a couple Aaron interviews, he does feel just very positive and happy right now. Like he's just in a good spot. Like went to the game last night with Sauce. He's gone like three straight games, like two MSG games and a hockey game. I saw a tweet. Somebody retweeted. Maybe it was, was it one of the like Nagler or one of the Packer guys? And it was like uh, Aaron Rodgers. I don't I don't. Maybe it wasn't Nagler, but somebody was like Aaron Rodgers trying a new tactic, not being shitty to his teammates. <laughs> <laughs> it was a picture of him and saw. I don't know. Yeah, Aaron, always, Aaron was chugging beers with. Uh, what's his yeah, name? Go- from uh, Bakhtiari. Go- go- Gukowski, yeah, back to yard. Or was that two different events? Was no, it- that was back to Yari chugging the beer. Remember, he did the sip because <laughs> he, he was with the owner's daughter, who's like half his age. Yeah, you watch. Roger's gonna have a famous girlfriend this year. I'd put money on that in New York. Feels like that's where we're headed. Oh yeah, I don't I know. I mean, if it, if it was wor- if it was worth being his girlfriend when he was in Green Bay, it's definitely worth being his girlfriend in New oh. York. Uh, it's got up 10 Just in terms of right? like making your, you know, like getting more famous or whatever. Also easy. Like you get to also kind of live where you want. Like you kind of had to like spend some time there. You probably didn't want to, especially in the winter. It's cold. Yeah, that's right. You don't want to come visit. Uh, yeah. All right. Uh, on that note, Jake Have a good Kumaro. One. Kumaro. Jake Kumaro. That, thank you, Mark, on the chat. That was the guy that. He got mad about Charles Woodson, who, remember, when the Raiders signed, was like 37 years old. (laughs) He likes his old players. I mean, he has a lot of parallels with LeBron, like old players. He wants old veteran players. Yeah, because the the last thing you want is somebody in the wrong place. You just don't have the patience for that. Would you totally blame him if you were in his shoes? Like, would you want to fuck with young guys who don't know what you're doing? Well, I mean, like, I might need them. Yeah. Ideally, it's just Devontae. Younger and knows exactly what to do. Eventually. Took a while, though. Took a couple of years. Yeah, right? they didn't see eye to eye, really. Yeah. All right. On that note, thanks for hanging, everybody. Later. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.